to another episode of Dead End Drive-In. I am one of your co-hosts, Brandon Bennett, and with me is the very sexy Mo Porn. Ooh, I'm sexy. Well, we all know that, Mo. I just, I, I, I thought I needed to say it. Lady, ladies love me. They do. You're actually, actually, that's not true. The last, the last several people who hit on me have all been men. So, but that's just the joys of working overnights in a sex shop. Yeah. So, so you know what? It's, it is what it is. It's, it's good for the confidence sometimes to even be. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I once had a guy say to me, say to me, like, I man, I like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta put this out here. I don't think I've ever said this on on tape before. Okay. But guy, guys, if you ever want to understand exactly what it feels like for women, like when they're objectified, uh huh. Go go work overnight in a fucking porn shop whose main clientele is is gay men uh, because because you will get hit on you will be quote unquote complimented <laughs> you know they'll they'll say shit to you like well how do you know you don't like it if you've never tried it of you know course. or or they'll say like oh just you know like I don't mean I don't mean that is rude just take it as a compliment it's like no fuck you asshole you telling you telling me you want me you want to put your my dick in your mouth is not a compliment it's you being rude as fuck so so I have a a very good understanding you know uh of my three years of of overnight sex shop work uh-huh. of of what it feels like for women to be just, objectified to just be a piece of man meat right exactly that's all i am to them i'm just a i'm just a pretty face and, and, a, and a booty yeah mo, you know you do have some booty mo i got some a baby got back what yeah. can i say yeah. you know everybody's everybody's you know uh, ready for this jelly? My my body is so so bootylicious. Your, your milkshake does bring all the boys to the yard. My my milkshake brings all the sad gay men to the shop. Yeah, that's better than and, nothing, and, I guess. And they're like, I'm pathetic and old, so you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying that all gay people no, are pathetic no, no, and no. old. I'm just saying I'm saying the ones who show up in my shop are yes. It's definitely not a generalization. It's just a generalization of the people of my clientele, so to speak. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's my life. There's a little glimpse into the world of 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 mo q porn. At at some point, yeah. at some point, somebody needs to take like every clip from every podcast where you've talked about this job and just combine it into one audio file and just make a long story of it. Yeah. Right. You know. Maybe I should do that. I should, I should, you know, maybe, maybe we'll make that into a segment on this show, like Tales of the Porn <laughs> Shop, you know. That would be great. 
just take well well i mean i remember when i was doing the live episodes of drunk on vhs uh a few years back uh-huh. um you know i was doing like the the sex terminology of the day i forget what i was calling it but <laughs> you know basically like every every week i would do <laughs> every week i would uh introduce a new uh, sexual term. Nice. I think I think I was calling it like the sexual glossary or something <laughs> like that. And I, I was actually listening to one of those episodes not too long ago, and the word I used was fraudage. All right, and that's basically dry humping. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I thought that was really funny. I, I do that to my bed every day before fraudage. I go to sleep. <laughs> Fraud, fraudage, frotage for all the uh, you know fancy folk out there. Mm, French. Yeah. I think I think frotage is when horses do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, you know, you've heard of like dressage, you know, like the ho- fancy horse dancing. No, I've never heard of that, Mo. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm just more high class. Than I yours. guess <laughs> I know yeah. very little about horses except that they're pretty, <laughs> and you can ride them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like women. Yes, exactly like okay. women, Mo. Or, or like, or like, you know, what what the guys in the shop think they can do with me. Yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, here, not complete non sequitur. Why don't you tell the folks what we are what we are covering? Uh, today we are covering the 2010 Chris Seaver the Seavage Geek War, which uh, which is one of my I, it, it is my favorite Chris Seaver film. I've watched it more than any of his others, and and maybe even more than most films in general. Uh, I actually Well, you're you're weird. <laughs> oh, I am. I I got this from Chris at the first time I met him at a convention. Um I was going it was in Kentucky and I was there to shoot Of course, so, of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was there to shoot footage for uh a shot on video documentary that I I was a part of, still a part of. I don't know what's going on with it right now, but uh, I was I, I was going to go talk to him and shoot some footage of him at his booth and talk to to his fans, you know, fans that showed up at his booth and and just to people and you know people in general about their thoughts on on shot on video films and you know different directors and and such. And uh, before I left, you know, I asked him, uh, you know, I wanted to buy you know a couple of his films that you know I hadn't seen. This is uh he he. Uh, for for those of you that don't know, uh, Chris Seaver uh, is a director who, for years, ran a company called Low Budget Pictures, or LBP. Um, then he closed shop on that in, I think it was 2011 or 2010, and started up a company called Warlock Home Video, which uh, was basically like shot-on-video type films or yeah. m- modern shot-on-video films. And, and he, he shot them on VHS and released them on VHS. Um, and so he had a few films out at this time. And so I was like, well, I'll pick up, you know, one of these. And, and so I did. And then I also asked him, I said, well, what what do you recommend? He's like, well... So what, hold on, so, so what, did, what did you pick up? Because like, you said you picked up some of that, like, before we get into the what they recommended. Did you pick up uh, Teen Ape Goes to Camp? No, no, uh, because that was still... Did you, that, did, that was, did, you, did, did you pick up Filthy McNasty? No, I, I already had that. Did you pick up Scrotal Vengeance? Uh, no, I didn't have that I'm, yet. I'm literally on his IMDb page. <laughs> I'm just reading off. I, I, you know. I think I picked up a movie called... Death of Lantern, I think that was, or Dibecue, I forget which one, which were both shot on video. I think the Terror at Bloodfart Lake. Uh, no, I already had that. 
Of course you did. <laughs> you, you, you sick fuck. Uh, well, I, I, anal, anal paprika three? No, I didn't. Menage a death? I, I didn't have that at that time. I got that later. Th- I th- will I will give <clears throat> Seaver credit. His titles are always great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the films, maybe not always, but... Yeah, yeah. But the titles are always fantastic. Well, I you know, again, I, I asked him what he recommended, and, you know, he kind of asked me, you know, well, what are you looking for? Do you want something gross? Do you want something, you know, sexual, you know, goofy, uh, just a comedy, horror, whatever? And, and you stopped you stopped him as soon as he said sexual, and you just, <laughs> and you just kind of, your jaw just hit the ground, and you said, tits. Yeah, boobs. Fun bags. Give me, give me boobs. And, and those are featured predominantly in a lot of his films. Not, not, not the, the one not, we're watching. Not, not this one, no. But, you know, I asked him what, you know, what, what his favorite film was, and he suggested Geek War. And the the copy that he was selling was basically a bootleg version. It it hadn't uh, he hadn't I don't know if he had not got a distributor for it yet because he was kind of shopping it around for a little bit because it was at the time it was it was his biggest kind of most ambitious film in a way. Um, and it eventually SRS did pick it up. Um, and this this film, like I said, was shot in 2010. It wasn't released until late. 2014 early 2015 so it but it but it was shot in 2010 yeah yeah (laughs) apparently apparently ron bonk was in no hurry to release this film (laughs) or just didn't know how to you know because it's so different than everything else of chris's that maybe he just didn't know what to do with it and and eventually it you know it did it did get a dvd and a vhs release so but we are, you know, the, what we're covering is the, the SRS release because the bootleg version is a little bit different. There are uh, some scenes that there are a little bit less dialogue. Um, uh-huh. the, the SRS version was also color corrected by Clint Kelly, who later on, after he shut down uh, Warlock, he started up Midnight Kids Productions with, with Clint Kelly. And uh, Clint uh, color corrected the film. And then Chris changed uh, some of the music in the film because he did, yeah, he did not. Because he, he, he felt like there wasn't enough third wave ska in it. Well, so. every, every Chris... Uh, Chris, every one of Chris's films features ska. There's, there's also sometimes heavy metal in them too, but uh, ska is in every single one. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, we'll, we'll get into that he, when we start talking about he, the actual he, movie. He loves ska and he loves '80s music, so there, there are often '80s tunes in there as well. Whether you know he has the actual rights to those or not, he, they're there. <laughs> mm. The so yeah. That's that's the beginning of that. All right, <laughs> that was exciting. I wasn't I wasn't falling asleep yeah. here at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Mister Excitement. Why don't you uh, uh, concisely uh, tell us uh, about the film? Uh, the basic plot is it, and it, it's one of the most coherent plots of 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 his films, at least at that point. That, of that at that point, wow. Uh, well, I mean, it is. It's it's pretty simple. It's you know a group uh, of friends. Oh, it's simple, all right. <laughs> oh, how rude! <laughs> it's it it. it uh, <laughs> I'm gonna lose fans this episode. <laughs> it it basically centers around Max, who's played by Kurt and Davina, uh, and his group of friends. You know, kind of all horror lovers, uh, lovers of '80s. Basically, basically Chris Seaver and his friends, uh, the 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 type of people that he hangs out with, and and. 
Max has been saving up money to buy this mysterious VHS tape that is housed at a comic book shop that they frequent. Uh, and the comic book sh- shop is owned by uh, a character named Deathbone, who is played by uh, Billy Garbarina, who people might know from you know uh, some you know some other uh, low budget films. You know he's a he's an actor and a director. Uh, maybe- yeah, people, pe- listeners of No Budget Nightmares will know him from Necroville. Oh yeah, yeah, he he directed that and uh, uh, and starred in it. Yeah, and and wrote it. So see, he he's a he's a man among men. Absolutely. So, uh, but he plays this character named Deathbone, which is basically kind of an amalgamation of of Rambo and uh, maybe not an amalgamation. Maybe it's just basically Rambo. I mean, <laughs> Ram- Rambo and that and that uh, uh, literature dog Wishbone. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. All right, good, good. <laughs> but De- Deathbone is the comic book shop owner, and he has this VHS tape that nobody knows what's on it. It's been sitting on a shelf for years, and it's been set at a price tag for fifteen hundred dollars. And so Max is going to finally buy this tape. Well, he get, when he finally has the money and goes to do it, he finds out that someone else has already beat him to it. And there's another character played by uh, a guy named Josh Schwire. His name is Papillion, and Papillion is this like an obnoxious cunt. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's the like he's the '80s douchebag. You know, the the, the college. Douche yeah, bag. that's an in, that's a that's an insult to 80s. <laughs> oh, I love I love his character. Isn't it? His character's name's Papillion, and he's just he's you know an absurd, out, outlandish version of an eighties douchebag. You know, just to the extreme. You know, he he's basically id. Oh yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> and he, he has he has uh, two, uh, what would you call them? Uh, employees yeah yeah one of them's named suki who loves no yes no oh no no suki i'm sorry uh suki Suki is max's best friend i'm sorry yeah that's played by meredith host uh no spammy uh spammy is one who who loves the anime uh, and then there is Slut. <laughs> Her name is just Slut. <laughs> and uh, but I love I love how but but we we were just talking about this before we started recording on the IMDb page. She's listed as girl. Yes, yes, which is hilarious because her name is Slut. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. that and that's what she is. She they're both basically a type of slut just in their own ways he sure he, he pays them to hang out with him and to perform sexual favors i mean you don't you don't yeah. you don't see those on screen but they're you know they're talked about implied and such yeah and so so ta- so taking this overly drawn out story and 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 brimming it down to its its most vital essences this film is about a guy who wants to buy a vhs tape um, uh, his rival who also wants to be to buy the VHS tape and this girl tangerine who actually buys the VHS yes. tape you know so basically they both hatch plans to get her to fall in love with them uh-huh. so that they so that they can either steal or at least revel in the VHS yeah. tape with with her they, yeah. they want to see it somehow whether whether it's stealing it or watching it with her it doesn't matter right it's it's, right. it's them you know kind of battling it out. So let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is there any is there any character in this film who has any redeeming values whatsoever? Um 
Uh, let me let me uh, let me answer t- that question t- for you. Tangerine. Let, let, tangerine. Let me, let, nope. Let me answer this question <laughs> nope. for you. Let me answer the, answer this question for you. No, no, there is not. No, because because everybody in this movie is either arrogant as fuck, borderline retar- retarded, or stupid as shit. And you know, and and I get the comedy of it. I really get where he was going with it. But everybody is. So so much further over the top than they probably should have been. Like, like I feel like if he toned it down a little bit, it almost would have been like Mel Brooks style, you know, comedy. Yeah, and it would have been great, you know. Well, I, in that's, my, but in he, in and that's what Chris does is absurdist, you know, over the top humor. You know, he's a big fan of the the Zucker brothers. You know, like yeah, fil- I, films I like guess. Top Secret. You know, where things are just you know over-exaggerated for comedy's sake. You know, yeah, it, I, it, I get it, it but but the, pro- the problem with that is you've got characters, you know, in this, and fuck me if I remember what this asshole's name is. Um, was it uh, Shane? Is that the big fat one with the glasses? No, no, that's that's it, that's uh, Seymour. Oh, Seymour, yeah. Played, played, by, I ha- I- played by Sean C. Phillips, who people will know from, you know, he does YouTube uh, movie reviews and stuff like that. Sure, sure he does. He was awful. You know, (laughs) like, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying his, I'm not saying his acting is awful. I'm saying the character is. Oh yeah. The character is awful, but that's why he's so great. and, And again, I get where the comedy is supposed to be, but I just don't find like him in particular. I don't find funny. In the I, slightest. The, 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 first, yeah. the first time I watched it, I didn't care much for his character. But it, yeah. it, it grew on me the more I watched it. Just the way... No, it's just the, the, the fucking voice. I can't handle that, it. That, that, was, that was part of it for me, too, was the voice. But uh, I learned to love it just because of the interactions he has with uh, Shane. Uh, the, uh, uh, I think I just pooped my pants. Uh, the, yeah, the, the guy, the, yeah, the, the character who only wipes his ass with paper towels or tube gym socks. socks. Yeah, that that is a that's a, a guy named Andrew Baltus, and and he's he's from Indiana, where where I'm from, um, and that character is based on an actual guy that he knows that actually does that, and that a lot of the dialogue that he's using are things that this guy has actually said in real life. Of course, it is. <laughs> Which I think is great. I want to meet this guy so bad. <laughs> I was going to ask if he was any relations to Jim Baltus, but then I realized that he's B U L T A S. So, so no, he's not. No. no. <laughs> so, I just, I'm just. That was my problem. Is like, I mean, I get, you know, I get what they were trying to do mm-hmm. with Papal. Papillon. Papillion. Uh, uh, whatever. Papillion. Papillon. Papillion Saint Croix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what they were trying to do with him, but like he was like I don't know, he was just too repugnant. Like he went too far with with the character. Like like ev- like most of the characters have at least one or two lines that I legitimately chuckled at, yeah. you know. Um like I really got a huge kick out of like when when Max and and Tangerine finally go to kiss and they can't reach each other so he's got to grab her grab her ass, ass and pick her yeah and pick her up and that was fine because she has a oh, fantastic I, ass one, one thing yeah. one thing i was thinking about uh this morning actually was or i guess it was last night was um you know that that's uh rain brown and she's been in in several independent films too um but uh uh I, and i've seen her in several things 
and she looks younger in this film than she does in some of her other films, and she looks way more attractive as this kind of, you know, nerdy hot chick, you know, with the glasses and her hair pulled back, and, but yeah, she looks so damn cute in this movie. Yeah, no, she's, she's adorable. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like, there are so many characters in this who I just find irritating, you know, like, but like, not like comedically irritating, because I'm actually a big fan of comedy torture, you know, Uh like, shit where it goes, where it keeps on going until like you, until you start groaning, and then it keeps going to the point where you start laughing at it again. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm a big fan of that. Like, in fact, I'll tell a real quick story. Um, I took a video production class in high school. Uh, just to give you an idea of what kind of high school I went to. Uh, and uh, and my final project for it was a silent film. Okay. Well, the project was supposed to be five to seven minutes long. Mine was 27 minutes long. <laughs> you know? And most of that is looped footage. Oh, wow. You know? So, like, there's a big chase scene where the... Like, it's a standard story where, um, you know... Where uh, the hero uh, has a girl, and the bad guy kidnaps her, and he and the, the main guy has to go find her, and there's a big chase scene where um, where the the hero like like I shot the whole thing in my high school. It's horribly <laughs> po- poorly done, uh-huh. you know, but but edited well, yeah, yeah, and uh, which was the important part, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and there's a moment where I had him. Like, in the main hallway after school one day, I had him run all the way down to the far end. And then I filmed him running the entire length of the hallway mm-hmm. and in and into another door. Okay. So I looped that, like, six times. <laughs> you know? And, like, I didn't speed it up or anything. And it, it was, like, it was, like, three like two and a half three minutes oh, uh, so you know so like sim- so like 10 minutes 10 minutes of this movie is just this dude running down a hall so s- similar to the scene in uh holy grail where you see the guy yeah. running right and right, it, and right each, exactly. each time he's kind of further away <laughs> right right exactly and there's another scene where he calls the cops uh you know on the guy and the cops put him on hold mm-hmm. for five for five full minutes <laughs> and i filmed the entire time you know <laughs> there was a, I just told him to improvise, and he and the dude who I had uh, who I had playing the main character improvised so well that I just kept everything. I loved it. That's great. There, there was a, and I can't think of the movie now. It, it, it was in some independent film that I rented. Oh, in the early two thousands from Family Video, and, and really the movie wasn't bad. It, I just the only thing I remember about it is there is a scene in this movie where you watch a person make a pot of coffee. I mean, you watch the entire thing. You watch, you know, getting out the coffee, putting it into the filter, getting the filter out. Now you see, see, that I don't find funny. No, it wasn't wasn't meant to be funny. This was a a serious, serious, it was supposed to be a serious horror film. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's tedious. And you watch the coffee, you know, slowly drip out into the pot. Uh, you watch the entire. It, it's a five minute sequence. And yeah, I'm just yeah. Like, no, see that, why that. are we that watching? Fu- why did this? Why did they think this was okay? Like for my money, like you want you want to make me laugh. Loop something. Loop it a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and I will laugh because, well, like, like I find it hilarious. Like, like subverting reality. Like where you're expecting 
that like, okay, this guy's running down the hallway and he runs in this door and then you're going to cut to the next thing. Yeah. And then like, he's all of a sudden down at the far end of the thing again and he runs through it again. You know, it's like, like my class, like, by the way, I should also mention like the classes like that we had were were only 20 minutes long. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, my so my my final project took a class and a half. <laughs> That's great. You know to 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 show to people, uh-huh. and like I had like this rival group of, uh, like I was so good with the editing bay, you know, and it's a real shame that like when I was born because like if I'd been born a couple of years later, we it would have been the age of like the beginning of the age of digital yeah, editing. Yeah. And I would have been able to like actually have a career, you know, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. this sort of thing. But we were doing like tape, tape to tape, tape shit, yep. and uh, and I had gotten so good with the with the the editing bay uh-huh. um, that like I have editing credits on eighty five percent of my class's projects. You <laughs> know, like they went out, they did all the filming and everything, and then I I basically skipped my uh my spanish class every day oh yeah you know to to edit people's work i'm just like i meet me in the editing bay at whatever time and that's great you know and i'll I'll help you work in it and i spent my entire like i spent the entire class doing the projects for for the class yeah and then i spent the last like two to three weeks of the class doing nothing but editing other people's (laughs) projects wow you know so I, i developed a pretty keen eye for like editing and i wasn't like amazing or anything like that but Mm -hmm. i actually taught like like the video production teacher didn't know how to edit he didn't know how to use the bay so like i stayed late one day and i'm like i'm like hey mr brown that was his name mr brown Uh like hey you know can i can i stay out stay after school today you know and and you know use the bay can i like learn how to how to use it he's like yeah sure so i spent like three or four hours you know just fiddling around with the thing mm-hmm. figured out how to how to do a lot, ton of stuff and uh and just you know kind of kind of rocked it i i you know i mean not to toot my own horn but <laughs> to toot to you know yeah yeah that's great but, but we had we had this rival group of kids in the in uh, you know like this is how much of fucking like like stereotypical douchebags these guys were they called themselves team handsome all right <laughs> yeah and like and like you know you know the wrestler Zack Ryder. Nope. Oh, well, Zack Ryder does this thing where he goes woo woo woo. All right. And and it's idiotic, but like I but like I can never enjoy Zack Ryder because the woo 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 thing. <laughs> like this group of guys used to do that, oh, and it used to dri- and it used to drive me fucking nuts. You know, and we would always have it out with each other, like in our projects where like they would make a project and then my next project would be making fun of their last project. <laughs> oh, God. You know, so they would start like, like at the time I had, I was stretching my ears out uh-huh. at the time and I had like a mechanical pencil in my ear. Okay. You know, be- because like it was, it was the right size mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I figured I'll just, and I was just adding a, like a layer of electrical tape to it every time i wanted to stretch it out so they so these assholes all like like taped pencils to their their ear and like they would make <laughs> fun of me for having for having a pencil and i'd be like yeah whatever man you know who, who's who's the who's the one who's getting an a plus in this fucking class dickhead uh. you know and it's just it's just hilarious you know like like the fact that i had like rivals in high school uh. i hope they're all dead yeah honestly they, but, they probably are you know whatever or yeah, they probably are or fuck them or have aids yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, they they wrote some real suspicious stuff. You know, like you know, sometimes in in 
senior class yearbooks. That I don't know why I'm telling this story. It doesn't matter, but whatever. <laughs> it's a little little insight into Mo, uh-huh. I guess. Um, you know, how, like sometimes they'll let you like leave notes like yeah, in the back yeah. of like class yearbooks and stuff. So like they had like the weirdest fucking notes, and it'd be like you know like I'll always remember the good time and like, the good times and like you know blah 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 blah. And then like randomly it's like naked spankings and like what <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Holy I'm, shit! I'm sure it was just inside jokes that they thought were funny. I I mean maybe, but I mean. It was interesting. I mean, whatever. You want to get spanked, get spanked. It's cool by now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But they were idiots. You know, they were I'm useless. Sh- I'm sure. But, but I, I brought them up because they're not nearly as obnoxious as half of the characters <laughs> in this movie are. So, Well, what's know. what's funny is that... Uh, you know you know how quickly they lost me in this movie? How, how quickly, Mo? All right. So, I love Deathbone. I think Deathbone's the best character in this movie. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed him. But... The movie opens up with Suki, uh, like quizzing Deathbone. Yeah, about, about, about like, comic stuff. books. Yeah, like comic books and movies yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, and, and like, as, like, like I find that sort of behavior in nerd culture just really idiotic and annoying. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, like there are fandoms for everything, and like everybody's allowed to have their own opinion, and like whether or not you think something is better than something else. You know, like who cares? You know, yeah. whatever. You have your own. You have your own thing. So, like when you when you have to like earn cool points with somebody because you know they agree with you on stuff. I that's just idiotic. I, I just I, I think that was part of the joke, though. I don't. You know, is it? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Because 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 like I just didn't get it as a joke. They, I got it as as this obnoxious character like no quizzing I, quizzing I, this other guy. I, I, I never felt that way. I always felt like you know that. The joke is that they think they're so cool that, you know, they have to. Yeah, know. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way, but I mean, it's possible. I, but I just, I, I just, I, I, think, I didn't get the joke. I, I think part of the problem is that you haven't seen really any Seaver films. And I've seen, I've seen like six Seaver films. Oh, have you? So, yeah. I, well, maybe seven. I've seen all the Teen Ape movies. I've seen all the Filthy McNasty movies. Okay. Because, because, you know, you talked about how kind of turned up these characters are. These characters yeah. are actually turned down compared well, to. And then, and then maybe they needed to be more turned up. I don't maybe because yeah this is like i i I tell people that this is his most kind of um uh acceptable film for somebody that's never seen a siever film because it's it's turned down on the absurdity it's turned down on the uh the grossness whether that's gore or sexuality or what it's turned down on the nudity so it's it's you know it's it's kind of like his version. It's it's his version of like an '80s comedy. Oh, you know what it is. You know what it is. I think I figured it out. Like that level of turned up works really well in horror films. Uh huh. You know, and this isn't a horror. No, it's not. No. So like you, so you kind of, so you kind of have different expectations. So like all of the, I mean, and not to say that like the like the teen ape films are necessarily horror. I mean, there's gore and stuff in them. In some of know? them, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but I, I mean, the filthy McNasty ones definitely oh, fit into that, oh, absolutely, into that one absolutely. Much, much better. Yeah. You know, I mean, and like, I, and I have nothing against his work. Like I've actually, I, like I said, I enjoyed the teen ape movies. I enjoyed the, the mm-hmm. filthy McNasty movies, you know? And, and maybe that's, maybe that is the problem then. It's, yeah. It's, maybe it's because it's not like, Oh, it's, it's very know. different. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very different. It, it feels like 
if the characters weren't so and it, this this kind of falls into your thing if the characters were turned down just a little it would feel kind of like a um like a film festival film like sure it it, it has kind of it, it the, as far as the the plot the story and the type of characters that are in it um, yeah are, are kind of kevin smith ish you know right exactly and, and uh, yeah so yeah imagine a kevin smith film where everybody's talking about jizzing on each other's faces yeah yeah um, yeah, and like I just and I I don't know I just feel like they didn't meld well enough. Well, and and Chris and his his cousin Casey who who plays Teen Ape in a lot of the Teen Ape stuff, uh, they they've talked about how like if if Chris were to remake or if someone were to remake one of Chris's films, which would it be? And and Chris always says this one, you know, because there are, there are some issues, you know, even he you know knows there there are some issues with it. Uh, but you know, with the with the cameras they're shooting on now, like the 4K cameras that they're shooting on, this movie yeah. this movie would look amazing. You know, shot on those. So and and again, easily. Yeah, but could, my, but my issues have never my issues aren't with how it looks. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying that you know, if you had a different director who yeah. might not wouldn't do the characters the same way that Chris would do them. You know, these are right, very, right. very Seaver type characters. And if, sure, some, and sure. if somebody else say a Kevin Smith, you know, since we're talking about him, he, he they would not be like this, you know, this, yeah, is, yeah, this yeah. is, this is sort of clerks meets mall rats. It's very, you know, that's those two films kind of combined as far as subject matter and the type of humor. Yeah. But with the gross out yeah. turned to 11. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they had turned it to like seven, it probably would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I will say that I that I will probably go out of my way to watch Deathbone Third Blood Part Seven, <laughs> the blood of the blood of Deathbone, because yeah, Death- A, that's an amazing title, the, and B, I loved Deathbone. The the thing I will warn you about with De- the Deathbone movie, and even Chris will say this, it's uh, it's the longest running Seaver film. It's like. 79 or 89 minutes there are some yeah but that's still 10 minutes less than a normal runtime movie yeah though. but 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 most of his films only run like 60 minutes so True. that so it's more than than most of his and uh yeah. there there are some scenes in that that do run just a little bit too long you're just kind of like uh kind of whatever kind of hurry up with this but uh, <laughs> uh, other than that it is extremely ridiculous and funny uh, he, he well, f- well, funny story. Like we were talking a bit, like we were PMing back and forth on Facebook while I was watching this, and uh, and like uh, a scene happens where uh, Slut <laughs> starts doing like a little strip tease, and I'm like, oh, now we're getting to something <laughs> that like I can really kind of sink my teeth into, you know? Yeah. Uh, n- no, no real pun intended. I look at the time. There's ten minutes left of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> The the thing you listeners don't know is that a few days ago I, I told Mo to watch for this scene because it's one of my favorites in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> With without sounding like a creeper, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, whatever. We're creeps. You know. <laughs> Heather Maxson, who plays uh, slut. I res- I, hey, I I may respect the shit out of women, but I'm still a fucking creep. So whatever. You know? Well, I I feel weird 
uh, I don't mean creep in the, the general sense. I mean, like, I don't want to sound like a stalker because, you know, no, 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 I, right, I, right. I, I know some of the people involved in these films. Yeah. So I don't want to, you're, you know, yeah, uh, you're, 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 but, you're a guy who enjoys the female form. Yeah. And, and I find Heather extremely attractive in most of her, in most of, of Chris's films, but in this one, that striptease just, yeah, there's just, it's nice. <laughs> it's a nice addition to the film. Sure, sure, absolutely. I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, everyone should get it. I actually got. Yeah, I haven't gotten it in a while. <laughs> but uh, what were you gonna say? That's that's neither here nor there. I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're you know, like I mean, I'm trying to think of things that I that I enjoyed about it. Like I like I don't know. Like I like I should have enjoyed. Oh, you know what? The twist at the end, which I. <laughs> kind of want to say, but kind of don't want to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know? So, something about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, not to get totally give away the ending, but to tell kind of what happens without giving it away, they do eventually get to watch the tape. Yeah, they, that the, one of the last things they do in, the, in the, the film is they watch the tape. The cast, as they were watching that, had no idea what was actually on the tape. In, oh, that's in, brilliant. In, in real life, Chris did not tell them what was on that tape. So. That's so good. That's so fucking good. So, the, you know? and yeah, so so that joke, the joke of what's on that tape is, and it sucks because it's the last thing that happens in the film. Yeah. You know, but that's easily my favorite moment in the entire movie. It's it's really great. So, so getting, so getting through the characters and I, and like, here's the thing. I guarantee you, now I watched this at work. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anybody there. So it wasn't like I was being distracted yeah, or yeah. anything like that. But, you know, because my job sucks and, yeah. uh, and nobody ever comes in on my shift. But, um, you know, so I watched that scene. I watched the movie and like, I wasn't really distracted by anything, but I have a feeling like if I got super fucking high or like, you know, was drinking, like I would probably have enjoyed this a lot more. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I don't know. I I mean I like like you know, like give give me some time and and, yeah. and I'll and I'll test I, that theory I, I, out. I've definitely, you know, had some had some drinks with, you know, by myself or with friends, you know, yeah. watching his with watching And that's the you know, that's that is always the tough thing about like doing these kind of shows, especially like no budget nightmares. Yeah. You know, because like 99.9% of the time, the movies that we watch on no budget nightmares are ideal Uh to watch, to watch with a group of friends, you know, and that's how Chris's films kind of, I, I enjoy watching them by myself, but they are a hell of a lot more fun to watch with a group of people, whether it's, whether it's laughing together at certain things or seeing their right. reactions to some of the, you know, you know, stuff like filthy McNasty where, you know, sure. the, in, in, in one of them where a guy's like masturbating with shit, you know, just waiting for someone to see that scene and how they react to it. See now, see great. now that I find hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like masturbating with shit. Hilarious. Yeah. Shitting, shitting your pants and not showing it. <laughs> not, not so funny. It, I, I, I have. Quit. I mean, fuck. The only nudity we really get in this fucking movie is is fucking Papillion, <laughs> you know, go going shirtless, and we ought to see see these chicks rubbing his fucking man boobs. Well, you know, got to give something, you know, for 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 the men too. You know, the gay men. Jo- uh-huh. Josh, who plays Papillion, is a gay man, so you know. He's got to, you know, show it off a little bit. And I'm totally fine with that. I've never had an issue with male nudity in films. 
but you gotta even it out, man. <laughs> you gotta even it out. It, it 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 is a little odd that this one doesn't feature nudity, but again, I guess he's he's going for something a little bit different in it. So maybe that's why there isn't you know any nudity. And and I don't know if sure. I don't know if you know I've seen a few of Rain Brown's films. I don't know if she's ever done nudity in a film or not. So I can't say you know whether you know that was a reason why or not. You know why there wasn't. You know, a sex Whatever. scene. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if that's why, you know, there's not a sex scene between her and Max or, you know. There just... is a sex scene between her and... Well, yeah, there is, but... Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, so I'll say this. I'll, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a little bit of credit. You know, like, there are some very fun moments. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... There are things about the film that I really enjoyed. There are things about the film that I didn't enjoy. And like, and, I, and I know when I when I tend to, to talk about movies, I tend to harp more on the things I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Because honestly, it's just easier for me to talk about mm-hmm. the negatives than the yeah, positives. Yeah. You know, but I, that, that, uh, but it, but it is it is a well made movie. Uh, the, you know, like. Let's put it this way: If you don't like voices, like if 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 <laughs> characters. if characters doing yeah. stupid voices drives you nuts, you're gonna hate this yeah. movie. I, I will because s- there are there are two who at the very there are two whose voices are just like cringe. <laughs> I, I will say yeah. that something I noticed in this that is not in the original version. Um, there's a scene where. Um, uh, Max and Tangerine are like on a date and they're sitting at a table and uh, they're talking about ta- weird things that have happened to them. And Tangerine mentions that she has the uh, uh, predator the predator, yeah, uh, tattooed on her crotch, basically. So when she spreads her legs, it's ah! and and then it goes to black. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it, in, in the- it, it implies that she showed him. See, I don't get. I don't, I don't feel that way. I just no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying until they come back and you realize that she did. Oh, okay. It, like it, yeah. it, it implies. I, like while it's happening, it implies that she's that's showing. A, that's him. such a weird edit. It's uh, a very weird edit. And, and, and again, that's not in the original cut, so I don't know why. I don't know why that's there. Because oh, it, but I got a huge kick out of the tattoo that Max has on his back. <laughs> Max. The, the, the hey, Vern, I'm on you. Like, like the fact that he's got a fucking earnest tattoo is uh, kind of fucking wild. Like, I almost wish that they had found somebody who could draw, like, a little more detailed. See, and, that, like, that's and kind, really that's, gone out of their way to, like, make it, like, super fucking detailed. I, that's kind of why I like it, is because it's so ridiculous you know it oh, well, you you yeah, can yeah. you I can mean, tell it's, you it's can tell it's earnest but it's <laughs> yeah yeah but but that's the thing though like i thought it would have been fucking hilarious and, and i and i can and i'm guessing that it's like maybe like an homage to like steve-o i don't know i mean obvi- uh, obviously i don't, I don't know. know i don't know but and it, and it doesn't matter if it is or if it isn't but like like now imagine that scene with him having that tattoo in yeah, like yeah. hyper hyper realistically drawn on his back. I, it would have been I mean and now granted I understand it's a low budget film and, you, yeah, and there's yeah. time there's time issues, there's talent issues. Oh yeah. You know like like I mean like if you if you if you don't know somebody who can draw that well then it's fine. Yeah. You know the the joke is still there. The joke is still really funny. Mhm. Uh, but it would have been like just I would have died. I would have fallen to the ground and had a heart attack. Died if that thing had been like <laughs> had been like photorealistic. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, I would have, I, I, like, I would have given everything else in the movie a pass, like, just for that one <laughs> joke. The, uh, for, for, again, for, for listeners that have never seen a Chris Seaver film, Chris is obsessed with Ernest films. At least the first, what, four, uh, goes to camp, saves Christmas, scared stupid. Scared stupid. And what, slam dunk? Uh. Or is that not one of them? I gotta tell you, I just recently, I just recently pared down my, uh, my VHS collection. Um, like anybody out there who knows me, they know I'm a big VHS collector and I've, and my collection has just gotten unruly over the years, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where I've got like, I, you know, I, like right now, like before I pared it down, I had like 2000 tapes, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's just, it's, it's too fucking many. And so I was paring down and I was, I was uh, getting rid of some of the tapes that like I knew that I'd never watch or like I could find other places mm-hmm. and, and, and the sad, the saddest deletions of my, uh, <laughs> of my collection were the, the couple of earnest films that I have. Oh yeah. Cause like, cause, cause honestly I don't own scared stupid, you know, like I have saves Christmas and I have slam dunk. Oh, is it Ernest goes to jail? Yes. Yes. That's it. That, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know why I couldn't think. Yeah. Of that see, one. and I, and I don't own Ernest goes to jail. And that's my favorite one. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, but I, I don't own any of the particularly good ones, so it wasn't like a huge deal. Like I have saves Christmas and mm-hmm. I don't particularly care, care for it. Oh, see, that's my, uh, that's my favorite. It saves Christmas. No, see, my, my, my favorite is, is goes to jail. Goes to jail is, is, is probably my second. I, I love, um, scared, stupid, scared, scared, stupid is great, but well, those three, those three are, are like, like they're the, those are the best ones. I, I don't really care much for goes to camp. Like I can watch it. Yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's better than some of the later ones, you know. But like, that's what I'm. But like, that's what like, I'm saying. Like like, like goes Ernest, to Africa is yeah is right. Terrible. Yeah, you know, I don't know. They're they're ridiculous movies that have a very niche market. But I will tell you, movies that I did hold on to What's and that? that we're probably going to cover in the near future. The, the dwarf uh, are the dwarf films. No, not the. Not the dwarf films. Oh. Fuck off. I love, no, the, I love, the, I love Tim Conway. <laughs> I like Tim Conway too, but no, we're not going to cover the dwarf films. Fuck. Uh, no, the uh, the the Yahoo series trilogy. Oh yes, we're going to cover at some Absolutely. point. So those so those held those I held on to because I actually really enjoy two out of the three of those. Yeah, I do too. You know. Like I love, I love Young Einstein. I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I like Reckless Kelly even more. I think I, that's I his best one. I do too. And and Mister Accident. I you know like if there were, if I was going to get rid of any of them, it would be that one. Yeah. But it's only one tape, so I yeah. might well hold on to it. it it's know? something you could find. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that'll be a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, uh. Shit, I lost my train of thought. We can cut this out if need be. Because no, it's staying in because I want I want everybody to know how ter- how terrible your train of thought is. It is pretty bad, at least. And not to mention the fact, like I think you feel like like I think you feel like like any pause is way longer than it actually is. I, I do, and, and yeah, and, and that's, like that honestly was like a a second and a half pause. Of, like, <laughs> I it's it's the the lack of podcasting in my life with this right i right. I, I really have never done any podcasting aside from um years ago a friend of mine hosted a blog talk radio show and so i would i was a guest on that a couple times and Ooh. then a co-host on a few episodes as well mm-hmm. 
So uh, aside from that, I've I've never been on a podcast before. So uh, any any you know kind of break of time to me just feels like forever. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I get I get that. Uh, what I was gonna say is, um, nope, and I lost it again. <laughs> I, I'm again. I think listeners of the show already know that Mo and I are both, you know, night shift people. So yeah. it's it's twelve o'clock where I'm at now, uh, twelve p.m. And I'm normally in bed by ten. So it's you know two hours past what time I normally go to bed. So yeah. I, see, whereas whereas I go a different route with it, and I come home and I stay up for a while, and then I go to bed. So like I don't, I'm not going to be in bed for at least another three hours. Well, see, so I, like, I, I, this I, is this I, is sort of like the prime of my day. Well, I, I get home at like seven thirty in the morning. Right, so I right, get home exactly. earlier than you do. So That's you know, true. I yeah. do stay up for a while once I get home. But uh, yeah, this is. My brain is uh, just not in it. <laughs> so, uh, well, we'll 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 skip whatever your train of thought is. If it comes, if you think of it again, then you think of it. Yeah, again. yeah. If I, I will say that if <clears throat> what will you say? <laughs> if if you are a fan of Chris's or have never seen any of his stuff, um, but do like podcasts, um, his he and his cousin Casey have a podcast called Gourmet Scum Radio. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's a pop culture, uh, podcast. A lot of it's, you know, like eighties, you know, horror movies and, and comedies and action, but, you know, and, and comic books, you know, the big comic book fans. Um, but there is a series of episodes where, uh, they're, where they go over the history of low budget pictures, Warlock and Midnight Kids. And it's, it's in, there are, I think he says five different waves as far as like, uh, from when he started, um, this past year he was he was celebrating um, 25 years of making films, and that's wow. that's a that's a huge thing, really, for yeah, for right. anyone. Um, he's made over six. Well, especially in the fucking low budget field. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, honestly, how many, how many, how many of the of the low budget filmmakers are still like actively putting stuff out? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, even there's a know, hand. There's a handful. You know, you got like even like Todd Sheets. You know, who who Chris is a friend of. Um, you know, he took a long break before yeah. before he did. Uh, uh, House of Forbidden Secrets. So oh, I mean, I loved that so much. Uh, so, you know, he just did his, his radio show, uh, Nightwatch and he, you know, he has, he has a radio station. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chris is, Chris, this past year they did a a series of, of episodes about the, uh, the history, all about, you know, kind of breaking down each movie and, you know, the, uh, the, um, you know, the cast of, you know, who, who's come and gone, who's came back and, you know, even getting to some of the dirt, you know, of, 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 you know, some movies that were not put out and why those movies did not come out because things got fucked so up. What you're, so what you're saying is that everybody should shut this off and go listen to some other podcast. Yes. <laughs> now, now, now. They've made it this far into the episode. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just kill it now. We got nothing else of importance to say. Yeah, but yeah, definitely definitely check that out if, if you know, you are. And, and you know, there are, there are, you know, fans of, of Chris's that may not even know he has a a podcast so you know go check that I out didn't. you didn't Mm-mm. oh it's it's great it's it's a lot of fun 
Uh, well, I gave I gave up on listening to podcasts a while ago. You yeah, know, like I, like there's there's a couple there's I, a couple I, that I still listen to. I still listen to Gilbert Gottfried's. I still listen to Pendulettes. But I mean, I think a like lot, well, I think that's a thing with a lot of podcasters is because yeah. again, you know, you and I have talked about this that the podcast world is kind of incestuous. So yeah, when, when yeah, you yeah. have people you know crossing you know over to other podcasts, you know they just kind of stop listening because they're on so many already. They just don't feel the need to actually listen to podcasts. Right, exactly. And, and like, and it did, it did, there was a point for like a, a good year where like every episode I did of my show, you know, like John Cross was on, you know, and then like I was doing guest spots constantly on his show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. like it just got to the point where it was just like, going back and forth, you know, between the two of us. And like, eventually it, it just got, it got a little old, but Oh, I'm sure, you know, you know, whatever. I like, I'll still do John's podcast any fucking time he wants. Cause it's always oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of which I just recently did an episode of the after movie diner. Willie um, dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Where, where me and the, uh, and D Chris and Eris from three black geeks, all covered Willie Dynamite, and I listened back to it the other day. It's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah. There's but, a there's a point where 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 John says something about wrapping up. We have like five, yeah, it's like, where it's we, like, have like we, we have like yeah. five ten minutes left, and then there's yeah, like yeah, another I just, half I hour. Listen, I was listening to, the, and that's such a typical thing. For oh me yeah, and John, for me yeah. and John to do, where it'd be like, all right, let's wrap this up, and then we go on for another half hour. Uh-huh. That's, but like, it, but that episode is goddamn genius oh it's really really like, good it, it's one of the funniest things i think i've ever been involved in um and, I, and know, mo I, mo doesn't talk that much on that one <laughs> he well, does, i can't he i'm i can't it's know. impossible to get a word in edgewise well when you've got when you've got five people on a podcast yeah that, but it's really it's really just john and d yeah, you know? yeah like but like john and d are both so quick-witted not to say that Chris and Eris aren't, yeah. but like, the, and like the points that Chris and Eric and er, Eric Eris <laughs> made um, were brilliant. Oh, like, they made absolutely. a lot of really great points. But like, D is so fucking quick-witted mm-hmm. that like it's it's really hard to get a word edgewise I, because he's constantly cracking jokes. I had yeah. I had I I didn't know who they were until John had posted about you guys oh. doing the episode, you know, prior to to, to recording it. And uh, just listening to them, those guys are amazing. Just they are uh, they are a font the, of, the, of the, you know, they're they're kind of combined knowledge of, you know, not just all around geeky stuff, whether it's, you know, horror or black exploitation or, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Absolutely. That in, in their, their sense of humor, you know, they, they obviously have that down, you know, yeah. it's so great at playing off each other and, and playing with John who, you know, who, who can make, you know, 70 jokes in like 15 seconds and you're going to miss John, half John of is, them. John is without a doubt the funniest man I've ever met. He absolutely is. And, he is. And I, I told him when he, when he added me on Facebook, um, not too long ago that, uh, I find him to be one of the most like sincere and not like coming off as a character while he does do characters. Yes. But he's yeah. not, he's not snarky to be snarky. No, he's snarky because he's an asshole. Yeah, but I absolutely. Mean, like, you know, but <laughs> you know, but like, but like, yeah, he is very charming. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I, I once made the joke. I said, "I wish I could care about anything the way John cares about 
anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <You> know. <laughs> when he, when he does something, he does it. <laughs> yeah, he goes he goes all fucking out and like like yeah, he does a, he does just a ton of fucking work for yep. his show yep. and it's 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 fucking insane. Like he was doing like he was doing episodes like I got it was for like months where he was writing new songs oh, every yeah. week yeah. for the new for the new episode. It's like fucking fuck, man. <laughs> yep. The the songs, the skits, everything that he does. It's just insane. I don't know where and he finds the time to yeah, do it. And all. it's never not it's never not funny. No, 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 absolutely. Unlike this show, which is pedantic and and uh, long winded. Uh that's fine. <laughs> which is ironic because we usually only go for about an hour yeah. and uh yeah we're we're still we're still very pedestrian <laughs> well, although although, although we got we got a really good compliment the other day from uh from robert uh from robert long oh yeah you we know, did we did long long time don doler uh <laughs> you know uh what's the term contributor Tributor. yeah whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah. You know, coworker, <laughs> associate, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where uh, he gave us a very nice compliment on the show, which was nice. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Robert. Uh, that that reminds me, because I I had put out, you know, asking if anybody had any questions about anything really, but you know, did you we know, get any? Uh, we did. My friend Keith, who's a, a low budget filmmaker, uh, asked if um, why Chris has never got into dis- uh, distribution himself. You know, distributing other people's films. And, you know, that's a good question to ask him. <laughs> well, I I can tell you partially two two things on that. One, he did with with Warlock. He released um, a couple of films by um, uh, Chris La, uh, La Martina, who uh, a lot of people will know from the WNUF Halloween special. He mm. did a uh, he released a couple of his films on VHS. Um, and then talk about a fun fucking movie. Oh yeah. We should cover that at some point. I, I know, oh, I know other people. I was going to, I was going to say fucking no bunch of nightmares already did it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it anyway. Right. Um, but, uh, that's true. This show is a very different format. It is. It one. is. Uh, that's more commentary, you know, from start to finish. No, that, that's us. That's us just breaking down the movie like bit by bit, mm-hmm. you know? And then, <clears throat> then he also, uh, released one or two films by another low-budget filmmaker named um, Ma- Matthew Brass- uh, Brassfield. And then he uh, released one or two of Todd Cook's films on VHS for a little while. Because huh. uh, nice. I, I think Evil Night was one of them, which... Um, Is that I, Todd Jason Falcon Cook you're talking yes, about? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, th- but Chris Cushley made uh, Evil Night. And that, that's another one of my favorite uh, films of his. It, it's so good. It looks amazing because it was shot on 4K. Um, but uh, the thing about that, too, is the the reason why he did I was shot on 4Q. I know you were, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why that Chris remade uh, Evil Knight was um, w- when Chris started making films, uh, Todd Cook was the first one to release his films on VHS. He had a, a, a company called... Uh, cemetery cinema and you know it was one of those like in the back of like fangoria magazine where you could order you know you know shot on video films from like the polonia brothers or you know different things like that uh and 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 todd you know released his own films and he released other uh shot on video uh filmmakers films on vhs through um 
uh, through like Fangoria, and I think he even had a catalog too. And he he picked up Chris's films when Chris was like fifteen or something like that, and and started hmm. releasing some of his films on VHS. So they've had neat. This- yeah, they, they've had this uh, relationship for 25 years, so, uh, yeah. I, I, but the other reason I think that, that uh, Chris has, hasn't really gotten into distribution is uh, just the cost. You I know? was gonna say it's 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 it is kind of cost prohibitive. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I to, get it. To, ha- to have a, a a site to 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 be able to dupe things, you know, uh, and and a lot of a lot of collectors anymore complain about, uh, you know, if it's a, a DVD R or a, you know, the, whatever the equivalent, the Blu-ray R is, R. Yeah. <laughs> the Blu-ray R, uh, you know, they, they don't want BRD R. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that, and then, you know, having the, uh, a good enough printer to print out, you know, the covers or the labels or, you know, it, you know, especially if you want packaging on it, you know, that's, that costs even more. Uh, so, you know, I, I just don't think he can afford to do that. So sure, sure. That, that, that's, that's, I think that's the main reason. And I Did just we... don't, I just don't know that that's something he really wants to do either. I, I don't sure, think he sure. minded doing, you know, for his own films, but as far as anyone else's, I just, ah. I, I don't think it's worth it. There are far too many other independent, you know, distribution companies out there that he doesn't need to get in that game either. I don't sure, think. sure. Did we get any other questions? No, that was it. <laughs> we got one question. <laughs> we got one All right, question. Well, well, whatever. It's, it's episode three. It's still a small audience. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's totally fine. You know, I, no, I appreciate that. All right, so let's let's wrap this up, though, because we're, sure. we're pushing over an hour at this point. Uh, sure. And I don't want this to go too long. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll vamp for the next, like, 10, 12 minutes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Well, they can find us on Facebook at... You can search for Dead End Drive-In um, as a page, but there is a group. And join the group. Yeah, join the group. I think it's uh, facebook.com backslash uh, Dead End Drive-In podcast, I think is what it is. Uh, oh, I, did you give it an official? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's... usually for groups, it's usually backslash groups or yeah. slash groups slash whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. But just do a search for Dead End Drive-In. Find the community page and pop on there. Uh, don't, you know, don't click on the fan page. We're probably going to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the group page allows us to interact with our with the audience more directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and definitely, definitely, definitely don't click on the... Uh, the the music act page because as I've stated in previous episodes, they're kind of bad. Yeah, I still uh, I still haven't listened to them yet. I'm just oh no, you you'd love them oh, because you've got would. you've got shitty taste in fucking music. <laughs> I but <laughs> I want to talk. I do want to talk about one other thing with you, mayonnaise that I that I find fucking disgusting, <laughs> and and you seem to enjoy, and that is mayonnaise oh i love mayonnaise the hell's wrong with you i I like it on uh, bacon sandwiches i like it on bologna cheese sandwiches i like it on see you got you got see you got a see you see on that fucking bologna cheese and mayonnaise sandwich you probably use some fucking like individually wrapped fucking artificial cheese food product you know cheese thing on there (laughs) so just to make it make it as make it as fake of a sandwich as you could possibly make most most of the time yes um 
because that's what I that's what I grew up with. I grew Gross. up with, I grew up with craft cheese. That's all we ever had was well most of the time it wasn't even craft because we were we weren't poor, but you know we just you know my parents bought what was affordable and that's so, so that's that's what I <laughs> we, eat because it's we nostalgic. couldn't we couldn't afford your fancy ass land o lakes yeah yeah or Velveeta. <laughs> <laughs> ew ew. <laughs> I, I, at least at least tell me this please right. because i will because depending on your answer it will depend on how much respect i lose for you <laughs> and if this show continues on <laughs> yeah right right was the cheese at least white uh no because and only only Ugh. because only because my stepdaughter will not eat white cheese she will not she will not eat it why because it's white and cheese shouldn't look white in her but it's it's the master race of cheeses (laughs) i know i I know i i I, most of the time i buy my own cheese that that i use for my own sandwiches uh yeah and and most of the time that's cheddar because cheddar (laughs) and uh havarti havarti is my other favorite havarti is pretty good yeah, I, I I actually love cheese. There there aside from cottage cheese, there is yet to be a cheese that I don't like. Uh, yeah, depending on how like smelly and runny it gets, oh, on how much, I'm fine, how much I'm I enjoy with, it. But I'm fine with that too. Doesn't but I mean, like it. I'm cool with brie. But like I if it gets brie. smellier or runnier than that, then it's just a little too much for me. Eh, I understand. But uh, anyway, uh, join us. Next time, as we delve deeper into uh, the world of fine cheeses <laughs> and and my and, shitty taste in music <laughs> and disgusting mayonnaise and and Brandon's disgusting we'll, horrible taste we'll, in, in music, we'll talk about the uh, the only music poster I have in this room. This room is dubbed the Cave because I don't like. Can the- I can I take a guess at which which band it is? Uh, I, you probably already know, so that may not be fair to everyone else. Oh, but, but- is it is is it Nickelback? No, it's not Nickelback. <laughs> is it? Is it The Urge? No, it's not The Urge. Oh, I do love The Urge. I know you do. That's why I mentioned it. They're pretty. Do you, awful. Do, you do you have another guess or? Uh, I honestly I can't even fucking remember the band. Is it Mumford and Sons? No, I, I don't love them. I don't hate them, but I don't love them either. I never understood like like back like there were like back in the 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 what was it the nineties or the two thousands? I think it was the two thousands when we had that like neo swing thing going on. Oh, that like, was there were, that like, was the like ninety. 90- Four to ninety six. Yeah, like there were a couple. There were a couple of bands in that, in that era that, that I was okay with. But like this, like neo dust bowl thing that's going on now, uh-huh. I just I don't get it at all. Like I'd rather just listen to like I I, I get it partially because real country music sucks now. So that's yeah, the, sure, that's, fuck does. That, that's the closest thing to real country we have anymore. I think fuck that. That is but a lie. That besides, is a lie. That does not sound like that does not sound anything like fucking Johnny Paycheck. Well, yeah, you're right there. <laughs> Take this it's, job and well, shove it. It's it's more like bluegrass and yeah, right. It's well, so, it's neo dust bowl. Yeah, so that's what I call it. I get that, but uh, no, uh, the the one band poster I have 
I'm preparing oh. my groan. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh, third Eye Blind. Oh, God! That's, that's Oh, you're the worst. Hands down my favorite band of all time. And oh, I, my God! I get, I get so much shit from my, you know... As you my, should! From my punk, hardcore, and metal fans. Or friends. Are you kidding me? I could be listening to fucking Britney Spears and still make fun of you for that one. <laughs> I, I, I have a really good friend who is a huge Britney Spears fan. and Of course, always... of course they are. <laughs> Anyway, you can catch us on Twitter. I am at drunk on VHS. I am at B underscore S underscore Bennett. B E N N E T T. This is my favorite part of the show, by the way, is, is you <laughs> struggling to tell everybody what you're. What I, I wish I, I wish I could change it. You can. <laughs> no, I can't. It's it's set. Right. And okay. then then uh, you can find me on Facebook at. Yeah, just look up Brandon Bennett. I have two of them. One of them is the right one. <laughs> yeah, don't look me up on Facebook at all, because I will not accept your friend request. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I accept most people. Yeah, I... No, I'm, I accept everybody for who they are, but I just don't... You don't accept me two, because I, of my love of Third Eye Blind, Mo. I, well, that's true. It's <laughs> fucking awful. But at least, at least you're starting to come around for Kiss. That's true, that's true. Yeah, see? Good point. We should as end the, this. As we're, the world turns. We're battling. Yeah. No, no, it's been fun. It has. Anyway, it really has. Uh, have, we, we, have we discussed what we're going to do next next time? No. For real? We, we haven't. Oh, we've discussed it, but we haven't. Yeah, let's, let's make the announcement. Why okay. not? Okay. Next time... We are going to flip the script and do something a little bit different. We're <laughs> very, very different. We're not very, very different. <laughs> we are going to be discussing video games. Yeah. Um, old predomi- school video. Predominantly old school adventure video games. So anyway, this has been Mo and with me as always, Brandon Bennett. Brandon. 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 Brandon Bennett. Yeah, Brandon. B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Yeah. And you've been listening to Dead End Driving. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>